Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Journey In podcast with me, Jess Montasia. I'm here to remind you guys, you can now support the show by becoming an active listener. Becoming an active listener contributes to the show in a really big way, and it's going to help me to continue to spread my mission through this podcast. So to become an active listener, scroll to the bottom of any episode show notes and look for the very last link anchor.fm slash journeyandpod slash support. Click on it and it will get you all set up to make a monthly contribution that goes directly to the show in any amount that you feel called. Thank you guys so much just for being here and listening and also supporting the show in this way. I can't wait to continue journeying with you. Hello everyone and welcome back. I am recording today's episode in true manifesting generator style. Didn't have it planned, sitting in my bed, and I started my period today, and that has been the inspiration for this recording, for this specific episode. So I think that I've been just feeling as I've been embarking more on my spiritual journey, I've been getting a lot of messages to connect more deeply with my womb and with my cycle and really diving deep into my feminine energy because we all have masculine and feminine energies within us despite our gender and it's really important that we balance them and also learn how to work with them. And so for me, I've been learning a lot about myself and about my masculine and feminine energy. And my feminine energy has been coming through really strongly for me in the sense of feeling the need to connect deeper again to my cycle, but also amplifying my wardrobe, wearing more jewelry, having my nails done, like just all of these, you know, feminine qualities that. I honestly used to look at as materialistic, but now I'm seeing them from a viewpoint of embodiment and realizing how much those things make me feel feminine and they help me embody this like queen energy. So anyways, basically what I'm saying in conclusion is I'm, I'm getting more high maintenance. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more on my journey with my period. And I think that this is something that as women, we've been shamed for so long by society for having a period when it's a crucial part of our experience of being a woman. It's actually what makes us so powerful and it's so beautiful. And, you know, we've been told I was told all growing up, you know, don't talk about your period, keep it hidden. Ew, your period is gross. Like that's disgusting. And I actually had a traumatic experience. Am I going to go there? Yeah, I'm going to go there. When I was in sixth grade, I had just started getting my period and I didn't know anything about it and anything about managing it in terms of, you know, tampons and everything. I actually wasn't even using tampons because I think it was only my second time ever getting it. And I was too scared. (laughs) I don't know if anyone, any females listening can resonate with that, but so I was wearing pads at this point. Okay. I'm in sixth grade. I'm in my block. I think it was called block 
class? Yeah. Miss Bates was my teacher. I still remember. And I had my period. I knew I had it, but it like, I was wearing a pad and it bled through my pants and got onto the chair. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but I stood up, I think to go sharpen my pencil or something. And someone was like, oh my gosh, I think it was the teacher. I don't remember exactly who, but they were like, you have something on your pants. And I was like, what? And I felt it and it was blood. And my whole, the whole class saw And it was, and they were all laughing at me. It was so humiliating. And I remember this boy I had a crush on, like made fun of me a few weeks later and was like, I saw you with shit on your butt. And I was so traumatized by it. And it really, this actually came up in a healing session that I was in about a month ago. And I was holding on to this trauma subconsciously and it was blocking me from connecting with my womb in the present moment. And it was brought to the surface, the memory in the healing session. And I was like, wow, I had no idea that I was even holding on to that. And I was holding on to a lot of embarrassment and a lot of shame. And I remember subsequently ever since that experience, I would hide my period as best as I could from everyone. I hated it. I hated getting it. It was always considered a burden for me and that experience really cultivated that foundation along with all of what society tells us about you know it's taboo to talk about your period and so the more that I'm stepping into myself and into my spiritual journey I'm realizing more and more that it's not taboo and it's actually something that is meant to be embraced and So that being said, that's why we're here right now. And I really think that as women, we hold so much power in voicing what we're experiencing through our cycles and just talking about it, you know, not only with other females, but with our partners who may be male and really helping men understand cycles even more and helping them get more comfortable with hearing about it because there's so many men who are like, ew, that's disgusting. And, you know, it's not all their fault. Society had a large play in them feeling that way. Well, for most of them. But I think that as women, we we really hold a lot of power in simply by sharing and just normalizing, talking about it. So... That's really my intention here and really to inspire other women to learn to celebrate their cycle and see it as a blessing. It is a blessing as a woman if you have the ability to bleed, right? It's It it means that you have the ability to carry a child and that's, that's a really beautiful thing that not all women have. So it is something to really be grateful for. So today I started my cycle unexpectedly and I woke up really early with cramps and I was like, this is so weird. I'm not supposed to start my period soon, but lo and behold, she came and I just had this immediate wave of gratitude wash over me. And I was like, I'm going to celebrate this. I'm going to be dramatic about it. 
I'm going to get really into it. And so I did. And I had a really open schedule today. So it worked out really well. And what I did is I made myself a cup of cacao. And I have a little meditation corner set up in my room, which it's it's my corner that I go to and I meditate and it really gets me into that state of turning inward. And I was like, I am going to do a little cacao ceremony for myself. And so I got my cacao. I lit a red rose incense, which is just so feminine. It's just so high frequency. And I played some music, a really emotional music, my songs to cry to playlist on Spotify. And I sat with my angel card deck. I had my crystals out and my journal by me. And I just started to close my eyes. I felt my connection to my body, to my womb, to my breasts, like all of the parts that make me a woman. And I cried and it was a really beautiful experience because I've never done that before. I've just always looked at my period as being something that is a burden and something that I have to endure. And today, I don't know what it was, but I had just this entire shift in me. And it felt so good. I can't even, it's almost hard to articulate. Like I felt so empowered and it felt so good to just be like moving with my emotions and crying and letting myself cry for no reason and just being in that because my hormones are all wonky tonky and you know, you're like emotional as fuck when you're on your period, right? So just embracing that. And I felt like so much better afterwards, like emotionally, mentally, I felt clearer. It was amazing. So I highly, highly, highly recommend if you're a woman and you're listening to this, stepping into that celebration in some way the next time your cycle comes around. And What I also did, which I think was super, super crucial and empowering is I, in my journal, I welcomed my bleed. I wrote welcome and I wrote down what I was shedding outside of my bleed, emotionally limiting beliefs that I've been carrying with me because I think it was on a podcast that I heard or some, I read it somewhere that you know, when we're, when we're on our periods, we're shedding, we are literally shedding and we're releasing. And it's a really beautiful time to turn inward and to actually think about what else, like, what do you want to release from your life beyond just, you know, physical blood eliminating from your body. And so that was really, really introspective. And it was really eye opening to see what was on my heart and what was on my mind and to move through the emotions around the limiting beliefs that I was holding and things that I feel have been holding me back. And it just felt really good to leave it on the paper and to not have to carry that with me everywhere. So it really cultivated this deeper self-awareness that I didn't even know I would get. And it's like, it just helped me instantly upgrade my frequency and my energy and step into a new level of it. So I was just feeling really called to share that and to encourage, again, any woman listening to this to start celebrating it, start 
becoming more comfortable talking about it. I mean, even in work environments, I think it's really important for employers and men, since since men don't experience this, for them to understand how much it impacts us physically because I've had a lot of brain fog. I'm really tired. I'm literally recording this from my bed right now. And I'm really allowing myself to just be in that and to just be tired and to do less. And also, I really crave being alone when I'm on my period. I just, it really feels really good to just be in my own energy. And it really helps me to turn inward and just nurture myself. And after this, I'm going to watch Gilmore Girls and probably indulge in something sweet. I don't know what yet, but what I'm getting at is it's really important to really make a point, especially on day one of your cycle, like make it a day that's really all about nurturing because that's really the theme with the menstruation part of a cycle is nurturing, turning inward, getting quiet, connecting to your intuition. And so, yeah, I don't know. I was just really feeling inspired to, I had this urge come through to record a podcast episode on this. So I was like, I'm going to do it. So here I am. And yeah, another thing that I want to talk about, I think I'm going to save this topic for another episode is birth control. I'm just going to briefly touch on it right now. So I have been off of birth control for five years. I'm 29. I came off of it when I was 24 years old. And I actually came off of it because I was having a lot of issues, a lot of symptoms with my body that I'm not going to go into just because they're quite personal. But I was having a lot of issues when I was at that age. And by then I had been on hormonal birth control since I was 16. So about eight years of being on hormonal birth control. And at that point I had I started on the pill when I was younger and then I never got an IUD because I was like, fuck that. I no, the procedure scares me, (laughs) but I had gotten the next one on, which if you're not familiar, it's the little bar that goes in your arm. And at first I loved it. It made my period go away for the first year and a half about, which at the time I didn't realize isn't great for you. And (laughs) so I loved it because again, I hated getting my period way back when, but now I've, I've actually heard that Nexplon is one of the worst birth controls that you can get because of how it impacts your hormones, which I experienced on a personal level. So I've heard it has a lot of bad side effects, but at the time my doctor was telling me it was the best thing to get. I don't know if doctors are still saying that, about the next one on or what they're saying about the next one on because I don't see Western medicine doctors anymore and I haven't talked to a doctor about birth control in over five years because I'm never going back on it again in my life. But anyways, so I was having a ton of issues with my body and I was actually going to my primary care doctor's office. I had gone like three or four times for these issues that I was having and I kept asking him is it my birth control? And his immediate reaction was no, it's not your birth control. You need to stay on birth control since you're sexually active. I was in a relationship at the time. And so, you know, he knew I was sexually active and he was like, you need to stay on it, blah, blah, blah. 
and something in like my intuition was just screaming at me. It was like, it's my birth control. It's my birth control. And I just knew it was my birth control. And he kept fighting me on it and saying, you need to stay on your birth control. And keep in mind, doctors are incentivized to prescribe birth control. So think about that when they tell you all medications in general, something I'm always a big proponent on being your own advocate with any doctor. So anyways, if you're someone that is hardcore, you feel like you have to be on birth control. Let me just tell you, I have been off of it for five years and I have been sexually active and I track my cycle using a period app. So that I understand when I'm fertile and when I'm ovulating and knock on wood, I have not had any issues. So the reason why I'm even sharing all of this is because there's so much research emerging now on the negative effects of birth control and how it impacts your hormones negatively and how that impacts your brain chemistry and literally who you are as a person. And I'm not an expert on this, but from what I've read and from the podcasts that I've listened to from doctors and experts in the field is that hormonal birth control impacts us and disconnects us so much from our natural state as a woman. And it really impacts, like I just said, our brain chemistry because it impacts our hormones, right? So here's a personal anecdote coming from someone who's been off of it for a really long time. And I was on it just to prevent pregnancy. I wasn't on it to like regulate my period or anything. Oh, I did hope that it would make my boobs bigger, but that never happened. (laughs) Anyways, I do think, of course, fat disclaimer talk to your doctor about getting off of it. And if you have any other underlying health conditions or any other reasons why you might be on it, you know, work with a practitioner on that. But just keep this in mind as information, something to consider as to to factor in to deciding if it is the best option for you to either stay on a birth control or to get off of a birth control. And obviously this is something that is so individualized. But ultimately, you know, what's best for your body is really what I'm getting at. So for me, I have been off of it for five years. I have completely normal periods. My periods are actually the best they've ever been since I've been off of it. And so circling back to my story five years ago, when I was feeling intuitively that I needed to come off birth control, my doctor advised against it. And I was like, fuck that. I'm getting off of it. And I scheduled the procedure to get it removed. I don't care. I want to get it out. And he was just like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, well, I feel really strongly that it needs to come out of my body. And so I had it removed since it was the implant. And that was the last time I ever went to that doctor. And I actually found a gynecologist, but he was, he was really great up until he wasn't. (laughs) He really helped me with this instance. And then as I continued to see him, in our last, the last time I ever went there, he told me that the way you eat doesn't impact your health. And I was like, yeah, bye. (laughs) But anyways, in the beginning though, he really, really helped me. In my first visit to him after having gone to my previous doctor four times for the same thing with no answers. At this point, getting the implant removed and still having no answers because I was still having the problems in my body. I was telling him all of my symptoms and he was like, okay, I'm going to do an examination but I think I know what's wrong. So first appointment, he goes, yeah, your estrogen is completely depleted from being on hormonal birth control for so long. 
And I was like, I fucking knew it. And so he was like, you know, this may be hard, but you need to be off of birth control for at least 12 weeks in order to allow your body to normalize. And then you can get back on, you know, a different type of birth control that doesn't impact your hormones as much. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to get off of this for the rest of my life. I literally said that in the, in his office <laughs> and he got a little wide eyed, but he, he just kind of laughed and he was like, okay, like that's fine too. So anyways, your body knows and it speaks to you. And I felt such a deeper connection to my body after having been off of it. It took some time took about a month for me to start feeling any sort of shift and change. And my symptoms that I was struggling with went away. And these were symptoms that were really impacting me. It was honestly, it was really, it was hard because especially not having answers and not knowing and having a doctor gaslight you. It was, that's a whole nother story, but my symptoms I was struggling with went away And it was just so crazy to me that something that was pushed so hard on me was actually bad for me. And like something that was pushed on me by my medical team, by society. These are things to think about. These are things to, this is where, especially in the medical industry, based on my experiences, I am so passionate about really, really empowering people to be their own advocate. Because if you think something is wrong within your body and you're like, I don't have an explanation for it, but I just really feel strongly about this, that's called your intuition. And it's really about finding a practitioner that will listen to you and that will work with you and not just preach on you and be like, yeah, I have the MD after my name, so I know what's best. That's not the case that they're like your consultants. They're the ones there to guide you, but ultimately you're the one that gets to make the decision. So keep that in mind because I also think it's really important that everyone, whether you're a woman or not, start to take back more autonomy and more control when it comes to their healthcare. So anyways, going on a tangent there, ever since I have been off of birth control. I've been so much more connected to my body. My hormones have been perfect. I also eat really healthy and I do, I do a lot to keep my health in balance as well, of course. But all I do is I track my period. I I did when I first got off of it, I started using one of those thermometers that tracks your basal temp, your basal temperature, I think it's called. But and, and those are really accurate. They're quite spendy, but they're really accurate. So I was using that for a while, but honestly, it got really annoying because <laughs> I had to take my temperature every morning and I'm just not the type of person that's good at stuff like that. Um, but now I guess they have watches that you can wear. So th- that's something that you can look into if you're wanting a really accurate read on your cycle. I know that those, those are good. So for me personally, I just use the MyFlow app on my phone and I just enter in when I get my period and I enter in how long my average cycle length is and it tells me when my expected ovulation day and time frame is. And obviously it's not 100% accurate, but you just have to be a little bit more diligent with it, which I personally like because it's made me be more responsible And it's almost forced me to be really more in tune with my body and what phase I'm in. And it breaks down that there's four phases to each 
cycle. So your cycle starts on day one of your menstrual period, but there's four different phases until your next bleed. So it goes into, I'm not going to go into all the details of that because again, I'm not an expert on this, but it goes into all of the details of that. It gives you food recommendations. It gives you exercise recommendations, brain focus recommendations, love recommendations. It's just so interesting. And recommendations on as to what could be wrong if you're feeling moody or you're breaking out or you have a low sex drive, all the things, right? And so you can also track your symptoms and then you can also track if you've had sex. And that's actually something that I do just because I like to, again, be more responsible about it. And just, it helps me feel more empowered around my cycle. And it really helps you, you know, tracking symptoms and whatnot like that is really helpful for if you do have a problem arise, you can bring it up to your doctor and you can show them and give them exact specifics of when and how long you've been having symptoms and whatnot for. So it's really detailed and I think it's only like a few dollars from the app store. So it's called the MyFlow app. And so this really helps me understand when I'm ovulating, which is the period when we are fertile as women. So what I'm getting at here is if you are on hormonal birth control, it's your body, like I said before, you get to decide what's best, but I would recommend looking into the research around it and considering coming off of it and allowing your body to sink back into its natural rhythm and see what it does for you. So again, I'm not an expert here. This is totally subjective, but I really feel that this has helped me with stepping into my feminine energy more. It's really helped me develop a deeper relationship with my intuition and not be so psycho. I was honestly not mentally well when I was on birth control. <laughs> so I really hope that this encourages you if you're a woman listening to this to just step into your power and really change your perspective on your cycle and on birth control and let it be something that empowers you. It's a beautiful gift that mother nature gave to us to be able to bleed. And the more that you celebrate it and step into it, the more magical life becomes in my experience. And if you're a guy and you listen to this, I want to commend you. And I would encourage you to share this with any females that are important to you in your life, any women who you think could benefit from hearing this. And I hope that it can help you with understanding how you can further understand and support us as women as we step into this journey of embodying our cycles and our feminine wisdom. So thank you guys so much for being here. This is a touchy subject, <laughs> especially the topic of sex. And I really hope my dad doesn't listen to this, but we'll see. <laughs> But you know, I created this podcast. I wanted to talk about things that people don't normally talk about because we do talk about stuff like this on the sidelines, right? We think about this a lot. And even though it's quote unquote taboo, it needs to be talked about. So love it, hate it. We'll see. So thank you guys again for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, and you enjoy the show, please subscribe. And if you feel called to leave a review, it really helps the show. It helps me out. And share on social media. Send it to a loved one. You guys know what to do. 